Hi, and welcome to the Fascinating Foodies podcast. This is episode two. My guest today is someone that I actually met at the lunch show in Excel back in September, which was such a brilliant way to see new ideas and connect with people again face to face. I don't know about you, but I've really missed doing that over the last few years. I met Alex along with his brother, Nick, who both have a CBD business and they were exhibiting at the show. And CBD popped up quite a few times at the show, and I think it's a really interesting trend. Alex spoke so passionately about CBD that I thought you might also be interested to hear a little bit more about it. Hi, Alex. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. That's okay. Where are you today? Today, I am working from home today. I spend part of my time here. We have a base over in Garstang, um, a part of Lancashire near Preston. But today I'm working from home. I'm at home too. I'm in my very unglamorous podcast studio, which is my spare room. I'm surrounded by cushions and uh, I'm recording with my phone on the top of a big stack of cookbooks. So it's all high tech and glamorous <laughs> here. So would you mind if we start by telling our listeners a little bit about you and and how you came to be in the business of CBD. My brother Nick is an osteopath and has been an osteopath for the last 15-20 years and he owns Garstang Health Food Store which is where we base CBD One the company and how I came to be involved in that alongside my brother is well it's a long and winding story I guess track back to 2016 2017 at the time cbd was very very new in the uk you first started really seeing it around 2015 2016 and i've always had a keen interest in natural health well-being keeping fit looking after myself partially because my brother nick was uh, as an osteopath was kind of involved in that area and also partly because my other brother, who we lost in 2012, had sclerosis. And when he was alive, as you do with anything like that, you get involved in doing research and trying to find things that may possibly be able to help beyond what you would consider maybe mainstream treatments. Like I remember my brother saying to me, I've read about cannabis. I've read maybe cannabis can help. And it was something that I'd read about cannabis potentially not being this demon that it was necessarily portrayed to be and having certain therapeutic potentials. I remember my brother when he was alive actually trying cannabis. That I guess was the earliest seed planted in terms of my interest in cannabis slash hemp and maybe some potential therapeutic uses for it. So fast forward now my brother with his health food store was offered the opportunity to stock one of the first CBD oils that you would see on the market. And I remember my brother saying to me, um, the rep came round and said, oh, I can get cannabis oil for you. It's legal. You can, you can stock it in the shop now. And my brother looked at it and he looked at the price, which was, you know, 50, 60, 70 pounds plus for a tiny little 10 mil bottle. And he thought, that's not going to sell. I can't see how I'm going to sell that. And he said, the rep said, you can try some. And he put a couple of drops under his tongue, he said, and within a minute, my brother suddenly felt this kind of, 
his shoulders just relaxed a little bit. He felt a little bit calmer and he thought, wow, I've noticed that. Not like you would when you, you would use cannabis recreationally, but he noticed that he suddenly felt calmer, like taking a deep breath. And I had actually mentioned to my brother at a similar time, I've heard about this CBD. Anyway, my brother decided to stock it, put a post out on their Facebook account. And again, this is a small independent health food store in a little village in North Lancashire. You know, he's not Holland and Barrett by any means. And he put this post out just saying, we've now got CBD oil. And whereas they'd usually get a couple of comments or a like or two, um, you know, from the from the small community that that follow the page, suddenly he got several hundred, if not thousand interactions and, and, and people were talking about it and interested in it and people were coming into the store. And he thought, wow, okay, this is this is interesting. Something's going on here. And my brother and I were actually sat at a football game. Um, we were sat at Turf Moor, which is Burnley's home ground. Um, they're not our team. Burnley were playing Manchester United, who are our team, because our family are all originally from Manchester. And we sat there watching the game, and my brother's phone pings in his pocket, and we look at it, and he's got a message from a Lithuanian hemp farmer who has spotted our posts on Facebook from his business and said, hi, I've seen this post. I've seen you selling CBD in the UK. We grow and make CBD products in Lithuania. Would you be interested in bringing our product to the market? And I guess that was the, that was the beginning then. That was when we looked at each other and thought, oh, okay, yeah, this could definitely be something. I was at the time, obviously, in full-time employment elsewhere. My brother was an osteopath and running his health food store. Neither of us had any business uh, together at that time, but that started a journey to us becoming involved in CBD, us founding the company together. And in the end, it wasn't the Lithuanian hemp farmer that we ended up working with. Um, one thing that we were absolutely adamant on from the beginning is we have to do this right. We looked around at the, the, the CBD market at the time. And as I mentioned, there was one brand that, that my brother had stocked at the time, which was an early comer to the market. But we looked around and there was still evidently a clearly close connection to the recreational cannabis world. And the labeling didn't ever look great. It certainly wasn't consistent. Some of it looked like it was made in your kitchen. Some of it probably was. And so it was a very rough around the edges early upcoming market at that time and the products as i say you, you know things like lab testing and iso certification for example were just non-existent in the industry at that time but we were adamant that you know what particularly with my brother's background as an osteopath and as you can imagine building a positive reputation for through many years and a business we had to do this right and in the end i went around and spoke to various suppliers farmers producers throughout europe and ended up finding the right people to work with who helped us to create a product line and launch CBD One in September 2017. But that's how we arrived there. And um, when we first launched the business, I still worked full time elsewhere. And, and I actually, for the first two years, I worked on CBD One part time in any spare hour I could find in the day, whether it was in 10 o'clock at night, whether it was six o'clock in the morning, I'd be answering emails and doing this and that. But that's what you have to do sometimes to launch a business and follow your dreams, I guess, because it had always been a real interest and passion of mine to 
start my own business one day and to do something for myself and do something for my family. It's really interesting that you are a family business. You come from a big family, right? Yeah. Well, I mentioned my two brothers. I also have two sisters. I have totally lost count of how many nephews and nieces I have now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're a big family. It's great to hear how families can unite and use their different experiences and learnings in business together yeah Uh, I mean the most important question here is did Manu win the match (laughs) do you know what they did you missed that bit out they they did win the match (laughs) they did win the match and I remember it was when Wayne Mooney still played for Manchester United and I remember him scoring I couldn't tell you the score but I think it was something like 2-0 but ultimately yeah I remember they uh, they won so that was a good omen as well That was a good day, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So, CBD1. Yeah. Tell us about CBD1. What do you make? What do you sell? We started off with a small range of, I think there was six or seven products originally that we launched with. Regulation wasn't really a thing at the beginning, but we made sure that we'd vetted properly the team that were manufacturing for us. We lab tested everything to make sure that it was the right quality. The product quality was absolutely paramount. We have always chosen the absolute best that we can find. We're in this to improve the quality of people's lives, to hopefully give them something that they find genuinely benefits the health. So we had a good quality product. We wanted to brand it clean. We made a conscious decision from the beginning not to include like big cannabis leaves all over the packaging. We wanted our brand to be one that you would imagine finding on the on the shelf of a health food store, even a pharmacy maybe, not one that you would buy in a shop where you could also buy Rizzlers and a bong, you know. (laughs) Uh, We started small, adapted for the first couple of years. I would say most of our sales came through wholesale outlet, which is selling into health food stores, pharmacies, other health practitioners. We did also launch from day one as an online business as well, but that wasn't our main focus originally it was getting it out into the market getting it up and down the country and getting it out to as many as many people as possible we've adapted over the years we started mainly wholesale then we started to focus more on online and it's a good job we did because then the pandemic hit and suddenly it was only online we had developed a range that we were looking at launching into the food and drink market in 2019 but then the pandemic hit as i said and it was just not the right time to do that and then pushing forward into when the market did start to open up again and lockdowns were seemingly a thing of the past at the time we we launched a range into the food and drink market and i went full-time with cbd1 just shy of two years into the journey i uh, quit my job which is always great when you've just had your first child and just bought your first house but i quit my job because it had grown to a point where it genuinely needed that full-time attention it needed someone to be driving the business full-time day in day out Well, that's really exciting that you're just in this next chapter. Okay, so I have a lot of questions about CBD and I think a lot of other people do too because it is such a new, well, when we think about it in terms of food and beverage, it's a very new ingredient. Absolutely. And I think there's probably a lot of myths out there. So I'm going to ask really basic questions because I'm thinking that there might be a lot of other people just like me who, who know literally nothing about it. Okay, so... Let's start right at the beginning. What is CBD? Okay, so CBD is a cannabinoid, which is a compound, a natural compound found within the hemp or cannabis plant. And I say hemp or cannabis. Some people think hemp is different to cannabis. It's not hemp is cannabis. 
the only difference in the plant from something you might use therapeutically or something you might buy hemp seeds from in the supermarket for example and something you would buy on a street corner and someone would smoke is the cannabinoid content of the plant so street cannabis has higher levels of what is called another cannabinoid well known called thc that's what gives you the high but cbd in itself is just a different cannabinoid compound in the plant it's probably the second most abundant cannabinoid alongside thc cbd increasingly as research continues we find out that it has more and more thing therapeutic potentials within within not just the human body actually but most living things cbd cannot get you high does not get you high and also appears to be exceptionally safe little to no side effects even at large doses and how can you be sure that the cbd does not contain thc Good question. If you are buying it from a reputable source, it, you can buy it from Asda, Sainsbury's, Morrison's, uh, Holland and Barrett is another one that you can buy it from. So these are big mainstream companies that all sell CBD. Now I can assure you that by the time it lands on a shelf there, they have checked that product out and made sure that things like certificate of analysis, that it's produced to the right food standards, etc. So as long as you're buying a reputable one, and by the way, that doesn't mean you have to buy it from a supermarket, you know, supermarkets have jumped on board with cbd but those that have created this industry and got it to the point it's at now are the independent health food stores and the smaller independent businesses so yeah as long as you are buying it from a reputable source you should be pretty damn sure that that's not going to contain you see in there most of the time it is completely undetectable it won't have a psychoactive effect the company itself if you wish for a lab report they should be able to give you a lab report or show you that they can produce to the right standards we for example produce to iso 22000 so everything is very tightly controlled and consistent in terms of the quality is there a maximum legal level that thc can be present and it can still be called cbd so officially the rule is 1 milligram per container in terms of CBD, what is the current status in the UK in terms of legislation in general yeah. and then in terms of using it within mm-hmm. food or beverage? Yeah, so it, there's an interesting one with CBD because I've heard people say over the years, oh, since CBD was legalised, CBD was never illegal and never has been illegal. The thing is, the technology advancements have allowed us to almost selectively extract cbd from hemp so cbd's never been illegal as things have progressed from cbd has started to become available and manufacturers have started to be able to make it and selectively extract cbd from the hemp biomass it's it just evolved and become the beast that the industry is today cbd is legal so see the presence of cbd in, in let's say a food and drink product be it a food supplement be it a canned drink be it a chocolate bar the presence of CBD is not illegal. It's not a controlled substance. It's also not a banned substance from an athlete's point of view. So it's not on the anti-doping agency's list of banned substances. There are, within the food and drink market, novel foods regulations. That's nothing to do with the legality of the product. That's adding some regulation to the overall CBD market in relation to food and drink products. It's a set of regulations that is still evolving, actually, because it's not done and dusted it's actually only really just been introduced properly this year and that's the first step towards some sort of formalized regulation we absolutely encourage quality control making sure that the products on the shelves are safe 
of the right standard are properly produced, a food safe. Of course, we we want that, and that is that is the industry moving into the, in in the you know in the right direction. There are manufacturing facilities out there that are producing food safe, good quality, consistent products that are no different than if you were buying a sports drink that also contained vitamin D and C, for example. I believe, and I know certainly from our own manufacturing facility in the Netherlands. These are these are exceptionally safe products to take now. As I say, in terms of food and drink items with CBD inside, the presence of CBD does not affect the legality of the product. And people do worry about that. I, I know even with our products as we're now pushing them out into the food and drink world and I'm, I'm learning more about the food and drink world and how it works. It's amazing. Half of the people are totally embrace it and love it and probably use it themselves. And the other half are scared. You know, some of the questions I, I, I have to answer sometimes, I do think, wow, do people really still think that about CBD? Do people really still think it could get you high or do people really still think it could get them in trouble for selling it? Well, I think that's, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about CBD, because I personally want to learn more about it because I do think it is it is becoming more, um, I'm not going to say it's mainstream yet necessarily, but in huh. from a food and drink perspective, but I think yeah. people are becoming more aware and it's certainly popping up within beverage innovation, yeah. soft drinks, brands like Trip, really starting to, to get out there in premium retail. For yeah. Why do I want to have CBD in my food or beverage? What is the point of it? What is it giving okay. me? Well, number one, it's a healthy choice. Why is it a healthy choice? So we have within us a system of receptors within our body called the endocannabinoid system. And this appears to help to regulate all manner of systems within our body, such as our immune system, our pain response, our mood, etc. It's intertwined in pretty much every area of our body, our endocannabinoid system reaches. And, and one of the main functions of it is to promote homeostasis within the body. Now, homeostasis, for those that don't know, is, is, is essentially just balance. If you go into a really hot room, if you were in a sauna and you started to sweat, that is your body attempting to cool itself down. That is your that is homeostasis in action. Often there is an imbalance somewhere and something has gone wrong within the body. For one person, that can be a very simple thing and it's making them have a rubbish night's sleep. For another person, they might be stressed out of the mind and they might get digestion problems, for example. And everything in between. And we know that CBD and cannabinoids interact with this endocannabinoid system and essentially help it function. So it appears to have a positive effect on our health. And there's no one way that that happens for one person. It's not a magic bean, but it helps promote balance within the body. One of the main drivers of the growth in CBD has been the internet and, and education. You know, literally Facebook groups, posts on Twitter, Instagram posts, people talking about firsthand experiences all the while there is genuine clinical research going on that is validating everything here that we are talking about there's a lot of anecdotal evidence yeah. about cbd there's a lot of people out there on social media you know or online talking about what it does for them yeah and that it might help them with anxiety it might help them sleep it might be helping them to manage pain cbd seems like something we're continuing to learn about in terms of its effects on the human body how much scientific evidence is there regarding the efficacy of cbd 
Well, to give you an idea, there are two in the UK, produced in the UK, grown in the UK. People probably don't know this. The UK is one of the largest exporters of medical cannabis in the world. So despite the fact that cannabis is illegal in this country, we grow one of the largest amounts medically of, of cannabis in the world. And on the market currently are two licensed ones, which contain CBD as the active ingredient. One of them is Epidiolex and one of them is uh, Sativex or Sativex. Both of those, the active ingredient is CBD. In Sativex, that is combined with THC, but in Epidiolex, it's mainly CBD. It's a CBD-based medicine. Ultimately, the fact that those products are prescribable and are on the market and have been clinically proven is proof that CBD has genuine clinical benefit. So just thinking about CBD in food and drink, when I first met you, you served me a coffee with a shot of CBD. And I think at the time, this is partly why we started talking, I was very confused about that concept because (laughs) I felt like that was an oxymoron because I perceive CBD as a relaxant and coffee as a stimulant. So what's going on there then? (laughs) Well, in simplest terms, yes, your perception there is what we've seen a lot of people assume and think about CBD coming into it. And again, I guess this comes down to its connection with cannabis. People think of someone being stoned and flaked out. Now, CBD can help people relax, calm down. Many people take it for those reasons. But CBD is is very much adaptogenic. Many people take CBD because actually they find it helps them get up and go in the morning. That's the, that's the polar opposite to how, why other people might take it. But notice that they're taking it at different times and maybe with different things. So if I'm going to go to the gym in the morning and I put a shot of CBD, assuming it's the right formula, you know, not just popping CBD oil on top, which will float around and taste nasty. Again, there's a bit of thought behind this, but if I put CBD with my coffee in the morning, it's going to help complement that coffee. The reasons I would be taking that coffee, increased energy, mood, focus, etc. It's going to get me up and get me going for the day. And CBD will actually help to enhance and, and boost that and work alongside that. Equally, if I get home at night and I want to have a chamomile tea and wind down and have a relaxing bath and go to sleep and I take CBD then, it's going to actually enhance that effect and work with it then because my body at that time wants to calm down. So the best way to describe it is adaptogenic, depending on what you put it with. And when you take it, it's going to have a different effect. As I say, there's a bit more detail. You can get into things like the bioavailability and the formula that's being used if you're putting CBD in drinks, which is something we've done a lot of research into and we care a lot about. And it kills me a little bit inside sometimes to see some of the products that have gone mainstream that I know are just nothing more than a gimmick. Although they are helping CBD become mainstream, there is no thought for the effectiveness of the final product in so many products that you see on the shelf. So you touched on bioavailability there. Tell me a bit more about that. CBD, when you extract it, is, 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 um, is an oil. It cannabinoids themselves are lipids, so they're fats, and the body has to actually work very hard to convert them, or should I say to, to, to get the liver enzymes involved, to bind them to a transport protein in our blood, cholesterol, and get it around the system and away you go. And actually, it's a testament to CBD this. So if you take a CBD oil, literally an oil-based CBD product, 
and you put it under your tongue because that's the, the the best way of taking it. You can just swallow it, but that decreases the bioavailability still. But if you pop it under your tongue, you might get a 10 to 12% bioavailability, up to that couple of percent either way. If you were to swallow it, it might be 3%, 4%. It's a testament to CBD that actually in its natural state, it's got quite a low bioavailability, yet it's very effective. What that What that means is, that we don't actually need a lot of CBD. We don't need a lot of cannabinoids to actually have the effect we need. What we need to do, if you want to advance the science and, and produce more effective products, is increase that. If we can increase that bioavailability, we don't need to take as much for it to have the same effect. And our very clever friends in the Netherlands who manufacture our products and have done a lot of years of research and development and have an entire scientific team set out years ago to think, right, well, how do we increase the bioavailability of CBD? And we process the extracts and essentially make them water-soluble. And it's a natural complex. It's an all-plant-based water-soluble product. So we have a product that we've just launched into the food and drink world designed for coffee shops, cocktail bars, any food and drink outlet, any drink on the menu. In one pump, it looks like a coffee syrup bottle, but it's a shot of CBD. It doesn't affect the taste of the drink that you put it in. And you can add CBD as we did with you with the coffee. You can just press one pump down and any drink instantly becomes a CBD drink. And it's been really, really well received so far and works amazing in coffee shops. And watch this space in terms of coming to cocktail bars soon as well. CBD cocktails would be amazing. It's designed to be swallowed and that bioavailability jumps from 10% to 90% plus. It, it massively increases, which means that we don't need mega doses. I don't need you to take a 100 milligram shot of CBD or a 50 milligram shot of CBD. Actually, the dose in that particular product is either two, four or six milligrams. And can you claim anything about CBD if you're going to put CBD into a product? Can you make any claims about what it does? In the simplest terms, no. <laughs> you can you can say things like obviously all natural, plant based, etc. Assuming it is, um, you can say very generic things, very top level claims, but you can't say helps with this, helps with that. CBD, as you as you say, anecdotally, has become a beast in itself just through the power of social media and the internet. And so, actually, just the fact that you do say CBD on the packaging, a lot of people will say yes, they will try it, they will use it, and they will use it because they know why. If I wanted to try this, if I wanted to just dip my toe in the water with CBD, actually, it's quite expensive for a bottle of CBD oil. Particularly at the moment, you know, people's wallets are a little bit under pressure. It can be quite an expensive ingredient to invest yeah. in and trial. Whereas being able to go and have a you know, small amount put into something like a coffee seems like yeah. a really good way to try it out. Yeah, I mean, one shot, I do just believe it's such a game changer of a product in terms of making it so easy to take, so accessible. The idea is to, is to have this in several thousand coffee outlets and food and drink outlets and cocktail bars up and down the country. Coffee is the most obvious one because so many cups of coffee are drank on a day-to-day -day basis in the, in the country. One shot has been designed to be affordable, so anything from 50p for a shot of it. And people will pay that for a shot of sugary syrup these days. So if we're going to fast forward 10 years, where do you see CBD going? Yeah, well, I hope that the UK, if we're just talking about the UK, yeah. embraces what we've seen Canada 
and a lot of states in America now do, which is actually full legalization. And you may think, well, why are you saying that? Because CBD's still it's here now. It doesn't require legalization of cannabis for CBD to exist. But I just think those countries have made a very grown-up adult decision. Except socially i guess acceptable and normal and and i think that would help in the bigger picture it would help cbds becoming mainstream i guess and more people using it and discovering the amazing benefits that it has so i would hope in 10 years time that's where we are but even if that didn't happen i think there's a lot of growth to come i think the food and drink world has so much potential to be a main vehicle for cbd and we believe we've got a couple of products in one shot and hatcher that can be a put into so many different areas of the food and drink market if our listeners are to take one thing away from this podcast in relation to cbd what should it be <laughs> embrace it don't be scared of it well thank you so much alex it's been really interesting finding out more about cbd and i am definitely inspired to give it a try and see the effects for myself anytime well that was episode two i hope you enjoyed it please let me know if you did if you want to find out more about cbd1 you can visit their website which is cbd hyphen one that's the word .co.uk. Um, I'd also recommend you have a look on the Food Standards Agency website and there's lots of recent articles in the press around CBD that are interesting for you to read. If you want to find out more about me and what I've been up to, I'm Rachel Orty, aka The Freelance Foodie. You can follow me on LinkedIn or you can visit my website, which is www.thefreelancefoodie.co.uk.